0: Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Every time I hear this gospel, the beginning of this gospel, it reminds me of the line from the Fiddler on the Roof, where it said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a new tooth? Very good. That way the whole world will be blind and toothless. (laughs) It doesn't do much good to just keep on trying to outdo each other, does it? Today's gospel challenges to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. This perfection is to love as God loves. And each of these examples in the gospel kind of bring that out. God loves different than we do. Our reaction is not the same as, our normal reaction is not the same. We have to work at acting differently. That's what we I mean by being perfect. I remember years ago, my mother had uh, two brothers and a sister. And one year, her younger brother bought a new car. He bought a Chevrolet 150, or 210. It was the middle line of Chevrolet. And a few weeks later, his older brother bought a new car. But his Chevrolet was a Bel Air, the top of the line. And not too much longer later, the brother-in-law bought a new car, but his was a Buick Special. He was higher than a Chevrolet. It's like the older brother head out to the younger brother. The brother-in-law head out to his wife's family. And what happens with that? It just kind of escalates. And where do we get? (laughs) It doesn't end good, does it? So it's important to be neighbors, not to be competitive. When we think about neighbor, the Old Testament, the people of the Old Testament, if you were an Israelite, you were a neighbor, everybody else was your enemy or somebody you didn't care about. But Jesus comes along the earth, and he says, everyone is your neighbor. We treat everybody as a neighbor. But it takes work to do that. What gets in the way. Things like pride and jealousy or envy, they get in the way as uh, when Jesus says the evil one, he's not talking about another person. He's talking about evil, which is sin, which is Satan, which is the temptations. And sometimes it's just the flesh, human nature, that we kind of gravitate. We go to the things that are not really the things of God, the imperfections, you might say, of life. We start Lent, this coming to Wednesday, our Lenten journey of 40 days towards Easter. And the typical reaction for good Catholics is, I need to do something for Lent. What am I going to do? And we should really think about it before Ash Wednesday comes. We should be thinking about it now. The church used to remind us of getting ready for Lenten time by calling these Sundays Septuagesima, Queen Septuagesima, Sexagesima, and then Queenagesima, which would be this Sunday. Fifty days, fifty days, almost from Easter. So, what what do we do for Lent? Typically, we say, "I got to give something up." What we're going to give up? What did I give up last year? I'll just give it up again. But why do we give something up? So that when Easter comes, we say, "Oh boy, I can have that now. I don't have to do without." But the idea of giving something up is really the physical discomfort or the physical hunger that comes from not having it. It Should lead us to the spiritual hunger of wanting our savior, wanting the things of the next world. Take those things that we yearn for in this world and convert them to the yearning for what comes in the next world. Sometimes we get so caught up in what's going on around us in this life we forget about the next world. But really, this life is like a grain of sand compared to the entire earth to eternity, is it not? We get all locked up in what's happening now. What Lent really should be is doing something that brings out more of that perfection in me, that wanting to be loving like our Heavenly Father is loving to love my neighbor as myself. Easy to say, but not easy to live, is it? Sometimes a lot of things get in the way, don't they? I remember one time, uh, well, just to talk about, it's whole thing of sin. Sin is, uh, every sin is opposed by some kind of virtue, is it not? There's a virtue that opposes every sin. We think about the sin, probably the the, The granddaddy of all the sins is pride. This pride of, I want to stand out. I want to be recognized. I want to be important. But pride is opposed by the virtue of humility. Humility says, I know who I am. I don't want to be more than who I am. So how do we oppose pride when it comes in our life? By maybe settling for less, by not setting our values as high for ourselves. By not trying to get everything I can get for myself, but trying to be satisfied with what, what is less. Another sin is anger. We are, every human being has times when they're angry. Jesus became angry reading scripture. But anger is opposed by patience and prudence. I say anger is also opposed by gratitude. To be, have a grateful heart, You can't be angry and grateful at the same time. When I start to feel myself getting worked up and angry, I need to say, ooh, wait a minute, what do I have here? I have so much good, but I get so distracted by this little thing. One time I I was in a a situation with someone where we had similar duties and responsibilities, and uh, we were new to this situation, And we would talk to each other and kind of share our experiences of things we did that were in this new situation we were in. And after a while, I realized when I would talk to this person that if I started talking about and kind of bragging maybe about what I was doing or telling him something he didn't do that I got to do, I would see that he would almost be depressed or he would start to frown or I, I wasn't making a good impression on him and I realize I, I need to stop talking so much about what I'm doing and do more listening to what he's doing. The thing is about our sin, sometimes our sin can lead somebody else into a sin. You pray the prayer, Lord, let me not be envious. But then you add to the prayer, Lord, let me not do things that make others envious of me. Sometimes we forget about that. Sometimes these sins that we commit we don't even realize we're committing i don't know my three uncles i'm not sure if that was a sin what they did when they bought cars but it wasn't really the most upright thing they were doing so this lenten season what are we doing to make us more perfect how can i become more perfect as jesus calls me in this gospel today to be perfect as my heavenly father is perfect O-R-G. Say, man, pray for us.